Sounds great. Sounds great. It's cool, man. You got a nice setup. Taking a taking a softy kit. What's that? It's a sip of coffee. A coffee sip. A coffee. Started yet, right? Yeah, we have. Well, we started recording. But you know, I can do whatever the fuck I want. I can cut this file off the top. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to live to tape on the audio network known as We Don't Know Yet. Welcome to it. This is the first edition of a return to live to tape after a brief discontinuity in programming due to unforeseen circumstances that were unable to be seen. We are here now in a new temporary long-term studio arrangement. My name is Jack Wishhut. I will be your temporary introduction announcer for the time being until I stop speaking, at which point someone else will stop speaking unless it is me continuing to speak in the way that I have been right now, as it is and it ever shall be. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed is that guy's name. Uh, I'd like to welcome you now live to tape with Johnny Pemberton. Uh, we're doing some new fun things here in the studio. I'm not sure if you're aware of that yet. Uh, I want to remind you to please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. It's easy to do. If it's not easy to do, then it's going to be hard to do. That's okay for it to be hard to do. It's okay if you have difficulty. That means you're moving in the right direction. If you feel resistance, unless it's from the law, I'd say you're moving in the right direction. Rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. So you start to get these regular blasts into your face from outer space and nebula direction. Like I said, my name is Jack, whatever I said it was, and we are listening to Live to Tape with Johnny Pemberton. Also, I want to remind you to visit the Patreon page. Starting this month of January, there's going to be an extra, 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 extra. There's going to be a lot extra available on the Patreon page for even the low, even the second to lowest tier subscribers. Patreon.com slash live to tape. Get in there, subscribe, and you're going to be able to listen to extra bonus episodes in addition to monthly music mixes provided by myself and others. Get yourself together, get into it, get some hot chocolate on your bones, and get ready to rip until daddy comes home. Um, okay, everybody. I get, hey, I don't know who that Jack guy was, but we're in, we're started. We're started here. Uh, this is the uh, this is live to tape. I have a special guest today. Uh, his name is Chris Crofton. Hi. Identify yourself. Hi, my name is Chris Crofton. Chris Colbrew Crofton. That's right. That's what happens when you start a, a brand on a, or a meme on on social media. Someone calls you. Cold brew. Old cold brew. Old cold brew. Yeah, that's terrible. Oh, that's old shakes. That's old shaky brown cold brew. Shaky brown would be a good name for your (laughs) your cold brew. Shaky brown. 
feel yeah. like that's all I want to think of now is names for cold brew. Well, I was uh, uh, on my uh, Twitter yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, you can adjust that mic, you know. Oh, okay. You can do whatever you want. I so mean, you know that I just have to. Sometimes I feel like I have to tell the person, like, "Hey, just so you know, you're free to do what you, I just, what you want." I just woke up recently, and I I, I don't recently? know. What does that mean? Recently, <laughs> <laughs> I just woke up recently. I feel like that you can say that any time of the day because recently is so like open to interpretation. Well, I, I went, just woke up recently. I went up. You mean you found Jesus? <laughs> no, I just mean, I just mean I got out of bed, so I I right. didn't. Like there are certain things I'm kind of like pretty like a, I would say I'm like a newborn babe every day when I wake up. Really? I wake up f- devastated. I go to bed. <laughs> what time would you go to bed? Uh, like probably like three. Oh, why so late? Because Cobra. I don't know. Because I went and saw a movie by myself. Okay. And it was some dude named Kevin, and he was the only one other one in the theater. Are you we, serious? We sat. We sat on this. Well, he. We sat in separate parts of of this huge this is theater. We, we everything yeah. I do is interesting. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so uh, the we were in this huge theater. Me and this dude. Well, I didn't know his name was Kevin at that Hello? time. Hey, yeah, we saw each other. We were like, he was like, made a joke. He was like, well, he 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 actually seemed kind of neurotic. He was like, mm-hmm. if I'm sitting in your seat, like Uh-oh. I might be sitting in your seat. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, because you got there, we you had got, to re- yeah. We Go had to ahead. reserve seats, right? But it's like okay, there's like 200 seats. No, it was in Monrovia where okay, I live. Right. No, I live in Monrovia. Right. Uh, they have a b- great plant manufacturer. Is plant that right? Manufacturer. They sell. There's a brand of plants with the the name Monrovia on it. I think there's a garden complex, like a big, big fucking garden complex that's named Monrovia. Well, I live in a back house up there, mm-hmm. and uh, my boss from this uh, place I work. Right. He lets me live back there for next to nothing. Right. So that's why I live in Monrovia. I think it's great. So I went to there. It's the first time I ever used my Mm -hmm. movie pass. I got a movie pass thing. Is this this new thing you can get? Yep. How much does it cost? Like $9.99 a month. Oh, my. You can see as many movies as you want. One a day. One a day. Okay. Which is pretty fun. That's pretty damn good. It seems like plenty. One a day, huh? Yeah. Any movie, any theater. No, any participating theater, but it's not like it's just uh, Fred's theater. Like there's right. major, major change. Yeah, big, big shit. Yeah. Oh, for a minute, I thought we couldn't swear. You can big swear. shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can go to any. Like there's plenty of theaters. It's not like it's just some uh, one theater thing. I just thought the it's dog got s- out, and I because I saw your gig bag <laughs> slumping over. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Chris has a what's known as a gig bag, which is a soft case for the guitar because it's for gigs. So. It, you don't want to have a heavy hard shell case when you go to a gig. And I saw it slumping over, and I thought for a second somehow the dog had got out and was peeking in, and mm. I got I got fucking hackled. But it's not. It's just the gig bag slumping. Yeah, it's the same gig bag I've had since like two thousand five. Dude, it looks looks just, good to me. It's like putting a diaper on your guitar at this point. A dirty diaper. A dirty diaper. <laughs> I want to continue with the story though. Oh, so anyway, yeah. So I went to this. Theater in Monrovia, mm-hmm. which is called like the Monrovia Grill Theater. I don't know Monrovia why. Grill. It's called like the Grill Theater. Okay. I think maybe they they have a, a restaurant attached uh-huh. to it, and uh, they have trays on on the seats. Ooh, where you so can, it's like, like a drive-in almost. I guess. Did but, you like it? Well, uh, not really. It seemed like <laughs> a pretty. <laughs> it seemed pretty futuristic and right. cold in a way. I mean, it's like nice, nice seats and like a tray. But 
you know, I don't know. I don't need a tray. I can eat just old style. I mean, yeah, I don't like drop my popcorn usually or anything. Mm. I don't need a tray like a little baby. Yeah, I don't it need it. It looks like a high chair, speaking of dirty diapers. Oh, it is. It's like that new thing where, yeah, it's the, oh, you're a human. Like being served as a human, getting like the best service means treating you like you're a fucking baby, right? Yeah, I don't I don't need a tray. A I mean, blanket. It made me feel like kind of like, uh, I don't know when I'm when I go to the movies. I'm not used to having a tray like a in front of me, right? And you can't get it off you. It won't like you know when you're in, you can't get the tray off. Well, it won't like you can't like put it down. Yeah, like, like you know when airplane. you have like a if you're in uh, school and they have like a tray like a, a desk where you yeah. can like fold yeah. it over and drop it down. Like yeah, yeah, they won't. Or like, on an airplane when you're sitting no, in the bulk things in front of you the whole the whole time. Man, what a bunch of crap! But the seats are really comfortable, and mm-hmm. then. Um, so me and this, I walk in and there's not a single other person in this, I'd say 200 seat auditorium. Mm-hmm. And he said, hey man, dead seriously. He was like, sorry if I'm sitting in your seat. And I was like, well, so it was like half true. But then I was like, well, obviously probably not, you know, and you're not because yeah. that would mean you sat, there's only two of us. So, you know, what are the chances you took my seat? Because you have to reserve seats now, you know? Yeah. Everything is that way. Cause yeah. the pre- what the, that premium service. Yeah, right. So anyway, all we really did was walk in. Both, normally, the way things had gone is this was not a very crowded show. There's just two of us. Yeah. In the old days, you would have just walked in and sat down and eaten your shit. But instead, there's a tray. You got to talk about who's sitting where for no reason. Mm-hmm. The only thing you get out of it is that you're sitting in some kind of like recliner. Yeah. Which I guess is better, but I used to be fine with the old yeah, way. Yeah, me too. So Actually, I, w- I don't like the new recliners because I don't weigh enough to really settle the the back thing the machine and i feel sort of like i'm constantly my abs are engaged because i can't oh God, that's like horrible. this weird thing where <laughs> that's i can't horrible. like i'm yeah. between do i if i lean back it's kind of like it's bouncing and if i ugh, I, I yeah i like a good seat so anyway i went and saw phantom thread which right. i did seriously thought was the new star wars movie <laughs> <laughs> I thought because of Phantom Menace, I got yeah. confused because wow. I don't pay attention. I haven't seen any of the Star Wars reboots. Right. I haven't seen a single one of them. I didn't see any of those, you know, Renegade one or any of them. So you didn't realize you were in for some art? I didn't. I seriously yeah. thought I was going to see the, then I realized, I mean, it was in the lobby when I realized, mm-hmm. but I thought it was uh, Phantom Menace, which is also not the new Star Wars No, movie. that's about maybe, um, I don't know how many, eight, eight. That Nine shows where old, I'm at. Maybe yeah. longer. Okay, I don't even that know. shows where I'm at also time-wise because... That might even be older than that. I can't remember. I might have yeah. been when I was in high school. Okay, so I'm like, can you still see... Can, yeah, I'm here mm-hmm. to see Phantom Menace and right. I'll be like, laugh me out of the place. But instead, instead I saw this thing about a dressmaker. Yeah. Uh, which was good. Okay. Um, but... So you and Kevin. Me and Kevin saw right. it and then it was like, well, we got to talk about it. No, I sat, I, we sat like pretty close though, but not like... Same row? No. Okay. Well, I don't be, know. That'd be nuts in a theater that was empty. Sociopath. That'd be weird. If I sat right yeah. next to him or something, and then he moved and I sat next to him again. But I was like, it's free country. I didn't act like, <laughs> like kind of mad. I didn't. How long did you guys talk, though? Oh, afterward, we talked for about 10 minutes out on the sidewalk about what we thought of the movie. Oh, but during the, during when, the movie. When you walked in, you guys, was just a quick exchange of pleasantries. Yeah, he just said, like, this. The, you know, the mind your seat. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, the chances of that are pretty low. And he was like, ha ha. You know, and I was like, ha ha. Dude, you fucking killed with Kevin. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then uh, yeah. And then that's what I try and do with everybody is just make it like a ca- comedy kill. show yeah. and kill. 
So yeah, I it's killed all about Kevin. Crushing and killing. Those yeah. are my three favorite three two favorite words, crushing and killing. Yeah. So like Kevin was like dead seriously, like, I hope I'm not sitting in your seat. And mm-hmm. I was like, What are the chances of that, Kevin? And then it was like the crowd went wild. Yeah. Yeah, and I won that one. Another Kevin. one in the win column for Crofton. Crofton wins again. That would be a good name for something too. So Crofton wins again. Well, I, oh, back to the Twitter thing. Right. Oh, so anyway, the end of the story is me and Kevin ended up, ended up having this pretty pretty long conversation about the movie out on the sidewalk. That's nice. I like a good sidewalk conversation after a movie. Yeah, it was. It was I uh, enjoy it. I almost said something to him during the movie. Oh really? <laughs> like, I was like quiet enough that I could have been like he was. La- we were both laughing. I really? was like we really saw a movie together, but we didn't speak during it. Right. Which is, That's how it should be. Um, I was think about. I remember reading one time about how the French are dead silent in movies. Like just no one says a fucking thing. And you go to a movie now, most theaters you're going to be like, oh, you have to deal with. Sometimes that collective experience. I have I feel I feel two ways about it. Sometimes I'm like, oh, this is great. We're having a collect we're having a collective experience. All of us people, we don't know each other, and we're all in the theater watching it. And sometimes, but sometimes it's the thing where, here's what I like it when it's people laughing and like maybe someone says something in the previews. It's kind of like a funny oh, right. joke. You mean that like, I like joking around? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't like is when it's like a thing where, oh, you're on your fucking cell phone. And it's bright as shit. Oh, in the theater. Well, yeah. Or you're you're talking to your friend oh, no, really terrible. loudly about something that's not about the movie. No. Like what? That shit's fucking bullshit. Well, that's terrible. Yeah, that's. But it happens not a... everywhere all the time. People are just so. Ah. Well, that's because ah. social media has turned us all into a bunch of animals. Yeah. What were you gonna say about Twitter? No, you had a segue into Twitter. You know what? T- Steve Jobs was a pretty smart guy, I guess, for developing that gadget. But he sure yeah. didn't predict. He he thought it was gonna help. That's a funny thing. Yeah. He thought it was going to help stuff. Boy, was he dumb. I mean, you could say it's helping. I don't know. It's a, it's a weird thing. It's not helping. I mean, yeah, I know what you mean. But yeah. Yeah, it's like helps helps that I just got a movie pass and I can go for right. movies for free. But it also, on the downside of it, we can't agree on We cannot all agree that one thing is reality. So besides that, it's like, right. it's like pretty obvious which I would get rid of. Like, mm. I would rather that we all can agree on a common reality then I would. I'd rather pay for a movie and have that be the case. What the common? Re- I'd rather have a common reality and pay for a movie than have a free movie and not have a common reality. What do you think that? It, how is it not a common reality? Well, because it's compartmentalized. Like 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 Fox News presents one reality and 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 MSNBC pre- pre- presents another reality, and then wild oh, right. Russian Facebook mm-hmm. reality is like Hillary Clinton actually strangled a baby and shit right. like that. Like like there's people who believe shit that's just. From a different universe, which was just invented by a Russian hacker. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. Well, you can't really. There's no way to know what, any, what how any of that stuff is real. Yeah, and that's a that's mm-hmm. like the downfall of civilization. So I'll pay for a movie and have civilization still work. Yeah, I mean, you when the, I mean, I think. Did you not think about this? You must think about this. Think, well, the sort of agreed upon realities. I'm like attacking you. No, no, <laughs> that's like, fine. I'm not. No, I'm. I'm just. You're not attacking me. I'm not attacking you. No, I'm not. Actually, we're sitting I in a beautiful uh, podcasting room. The podcast studio, open like, for bit. Johnny has a beautiful room <laughs> in his home here. That is uh, also a really nice home. It's and, not done yet. This is going to get better. It's incredible. It's, it's like get this. Tits. He's got a great 
It's gonna get gravy, baby. It's really it's gonna get gravy. It's gonna it? get real gravy. We're gonna have. I'm talking about a full integration. I want to have a board. You want you want to plug in, dude? Just yeah. plug in. That's great. That's what I'm. My you goal was to have a board. I just board. plugged in. You did, but this is a little mixer. I want to have a fucking board and a guy named Jason. Sure. Who sits in the corner is like, yeah, it's real problem. That's great. Uh, You're gonna need a Patreon to pump up. Oh yeah. Yeah, to pay Jason. I need Jason. I need a guy. You could probably get him to intern, though. You've been on TV. Yeah, maybe get an intern. I want an intern who knows unbalanced and balanced <laughs> like know? the back of his hand. I want him to know the polarity of everything. I want him to be able to take an RCA and put it down to dual mono and have everything just fucking flow. Great levels. You can get an intern. I didn't even think about it. You and don't I, have to pay anybody anything. I want fucking... I it's want, 2000. I want that good sound. Here's what I think about what you're saying, though. Honest, this is my honest, honest yeah. opinion, is that... Social media is making us all more depressed because yep. it's letting us know about too many things that we can't control. Yep. And humans have a natural empathetic response to things that they like you have a natural empathetic response to someone who is hurting. Yeah. Who is who is um defenseless. So but the world is massive and every day someplace there's a place where some person is being fucking killed raped murdered or beaten or starved by some people who don't have to do that they're choosing to do it and so you have this thing where there's always something happening that we can know about but we can't do really can't do anything about it so basically it's like hijacking the human emotional system and making us like like friends making us yeah and it's also making us not like one another for no reason other than like a some sort of a bullshit disagreement on a platform that has is unable to convey the tone of of what you're saying. Like you can't like yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't even think about that usually, but you're right. Because like I even saw Obama say something about that. He was like, yeah, if people just if you're on this message board or something, you're talking to some person and you disagree with them, would think about like this. We need to have more. Here's my Obama. This what you're doing. You're talking to somebody. And you're you're about to say something that's uh it's got a lot of got a lot of uh hate behind it or it's an angry 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 voice. Would you say that to that person in in person? I think we need to have some of these discussions. We need to take these uh and have them face to face. That's good. That sounded like he's I felt right. Like I, I felt like I was here with him, dude. If I was really in the moment, if it was two years ago, mm-hmm. you would think Obama was here. <laughs> I mean, hundred percent. I've had people be like, "Is that Obama? <laughs> oh, wait, is the president here?" I'm like, "No, it's actually just me." Like, no way. I swear to God, I just heard Obama here. Was it a surprise visit? Did he just leave? Uh, like, no, it was me. People think that. I think he's right too. Yeah, he's right uh, as hell. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different problems with uh, social media, but mainly it gives people a- adrenaline. But it's not necessarily good adrenaline. My brother mm-hmm. put it really well. He said social media is like. Like um, presents for adults, like Christmas presents every day oh, for yeah. adults. It's like you get to check, novelty. You get to check. The, it feels the same. Like yeah. you get to check to see if you got a, <clears throat> any likes or or like any yeah yeah. Like it's like it, it creates a a childish response that, that as anyone knows, like a, or if you think about it, like a childish response is the last thing you want as an adult. Yeah. You don't want to be running around having childish responses to things unless it's joyful. So yeah, so you get it. Well, but even that would be problematic. Like if you were really like got too excited about stuff. Yeah. But um, um, I mean, you get fired or something for being too fired. childlike. Fired. If you're too childlike, you get fired. Um. 
child backfired. <laughs> you have to. Yeah. So anyway, it's it's yeah. It's I just think it's interesting when someone invents something and they're a genius. Like mm -hmm. it's like the geniuses who made the A bomb. It's like I mean, well, right. but what about the genius who made like uh, something that didn't tear people's faces off? Right. Like I prefer that genius. Or like the guy who's like Steve Jobs, like, yeah, he made this thing, but he was like, it's going to bring everyone together and make everything better and everybody's going to be a big community. And it's like, well, you guess that one completely wrong. But it's not it's not totally true, right? Because there's a lot of stuff where it's it has helped a lot, right? Can't you think this is? I don't know. I guess. What I about guess. that? I like getting my presence in the morning when I check my little red buttons. Oh, look, three people liked me. Ma! Exactly. <laughs> well, there's some, there's the former Facebook president came out and said that, uh, they were like purposefully, they purposefully, this guy who quit, I can't think of his name, he has a really cool Indian name, and he was talk. he's gone on a bunch of talk shows, I haven't watched the video yet, but the listeners, you should watch it, I hear it's good, he's basically talking so about you're how- you're paraphrasing a video you've never seen, Yeah, I well, love it. I'll, I'm paraphrasing the, the rundown that was told sure. to me, he's essentially saying that they purposefully, purposefully hijacked human emotions, because- they're they're hijacking people's uh, brain sensitivities and weaknesses with social media and making it become an addictive product because they know how to do it because they're geniuses and they're genius psychologists essentially and they're they found a way to make it so people check this shit all the time to where it's like if they head down in the screen yeah they, just to generate because the more screen time that they can, the more screen time you spend on something, something obviously the more money that they make in terms of however they make money. It's all about eyes and time of eyes. So they just they've purposefully done this because yeah, I mean it's not something new really. If you think about it, it's, it's the same as advertising has ever been. It's just a a new form of 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 basically taking advantage of what is human nature to be interested in novelty and being able to provide it, and they just. They 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 they're purposefully. Do I mean, yeah, but they're good, too good at it. There's a point where you get too. You, they're so you good get, at it. You they're, take you take say you you loot you loot humanity's money yeah. and you give it all the one percent of humanity, like literally the one percent. Like mm -hmm. you're talking about one fucking percent. That's become like one percent's become like McDonald's in terms of like it's something you say over and over again now. Yeah. But it's still mind blowing. It's also I just, getting worse. I just read like eighty two percent. 82 it was something it was in the 80s right of all wealth created in 2016 or 17 rather went to the one percent yeah I read that, that is the, the one percent not like the top 10 percent no. or even the top 20 percent so those guys are like and women are like taking all that money and being like hey paying a scientist more than that scientist probably could ever make doing some legit shit like trying to cure cancer right and being like figure out how to make someone like glue their eyes to my goddamn app yeah, and that's just that's when things have gone too far, and that's when it's time for the pitchforks and torches. Yeah, <laughs> that's my feeling. But that's the and you yeah. break down the doors of the lab, and you free the monkeys, and then everyone starts again. I think that'd be great. Yeah, I don't think I've it's seen your stand up. Though. You talk about that. I talk about. You it. talk about that. How we're done? I think we're done, but I think <laughs> we're done as humans. This is my theory. Oh, is shit. that human? You need to put some echo on your voice for this shit. I think that we are done. You sound like Herb Applewhite. As humans. Human beings are wonderful, but their time has come to an end. As humans, we need to transition into a phase of machine integration. 
biology is technology. Is it going to be fun? I think it will be fun, actually. I think it will just going to be a thing where imagine if, um, imagine if you were don't have to look at a screen because you're you're essentially. I think it's something that we can't even possibly understand. I think the idea of it being bionic in terms of, oh, the screen will be in your eye. No, it'll be your thoughts will be the thing. So there's no more. That sounds nice, actually. It, it, I'm gonna be. be I'm nice. gonna be. I'm like under your spell right now, so I'm like, oh. It's, there will There's be, a screen in my eye? There will be difficulty. Does it cost a lot? The, money is no object. Oh. It's time. It's your soul. It's your, you pay oh, with your soul. About, I don't care about that. You don't care about your soul? <laughs> no. Well, then maybe you should I'm American. Why would I care about my soul? Well, that's what built America, Chris. Chris, America was built on souls and barbecue. I thought it was built on Native Americans being fucking steamrolled by guys with buckled shoes. <laughs> steamrolled by buckled shoes is a great phrase. Uh, so I want to go back to what right. we, the beginning was. The You asked me about, we were talking about brands for cold brew yeah. a long time ago. And I, I did a poll on Twitter. <laughs> This is how I spend my time. It's so sad. It's not sad. It's good. Uh, it is fun. There is a fun aspect to there it. Because I will aspect say to it. that there's the D, they, 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 Steve Jobs was a genius when he came to making the DMV line a lot better. Right. That I mean, he did. Really? I, well, you, oh, because you can play. Because you can you look at your jewel, phone. I mean, jewel snapper. There's no yet. Yeah, fucking ball, da, ball dancer. Or little little dots. Jules. Color dogs. Jewel Oh, those are all so good. Color dogs. Oh Daddy's house. Those are all so good. Door door smasher. Oh, you need to make all those into a thing. Down under boy. You need to get an intern and right? have him make all those. She play her hook up that guitar after you sip that water, and mm. you can play me a jangle. And the jingle jangle morning. So here's the thing, right? I, I guess I, the, my favorite na- name that I thought of for. Uh, uh, cold brew was snake mindset. <laughs> snake mindset. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that guy. There's something called gorilla mindset. I think it's that oh, guy. Oh, there's Mike. a thing already. Uh, there's a thing. This guy. I think it's that guy, Mike Cernovich, that alt right sort of. Um, I don't know that guy. Oh no, I made an alt right cold brew name. I don't think so. I think it just has a happened to have. I do like his is gorilla mindset. I think that's him, or there's some sort of a thing where it's like you know. I don't know what you call it, but he has a grill. But snake mindset's better because snakes kind of don't even have that reptile brain. Yeah. yeah. How about this? They're just after it. How about reptile brain cold brew? That's fucking good too. Yeah. Green brain. Yeah. Green, <laughs> <laughs> green brain cold brew. That's good. Brought to you by the henchman of the apocalypse. Four horsemen might be a good name for a cold brew. Sure. Four horsemen cold brew. Yeah, those people uh, like... That's the uh, four horsemen. <laughs> a friend of mine just had a nervous breakdown, and uh, oh shit, it's interesting. Speaking of cold brew, <laughs> well, it's related to how close a friend, old, very friend? close, really, and uh, it just happened yesterday. Uh, it's been coming for a little Jeez. while, but steady diet of like a lot of computer stuff. I mean, a lot of computer stuff. Like, just he works in computers and okay, just a lot of staring at screens yeah. and uh, taking in a lot of information. That he's a pretty sensitive dude and getting really bummed out about a lot of political See, stuff. This is this, this goes back to my point again. 
Is it just people aren't designed to intake this yeah. much shit? And then like I was just we're not just, meant for it. It just made me think. Yeah. Like the whole American, or I think worldwide, but probably mm-hmm. especially like American, and especially <laughs> like just the like Monster Energy drink. Have right. you ever had a Monster Energy drink? I've had probably maybe uh, fifty or sixty oh, of them okay. in my life. Yeah, yeah, they're crazy. They make you feel crazy. They yeah. don't make you feel like cold brew. They make you feel because they've got so much sugar in them. It tastes mm-hmm. different, but um. Just the notion that you're supposed to go around all day feeling this tweaked way. out of your mind, reading nothing but reams of bad news on a machine you carry in your pocket, and then somehow keep it together. And if you don't, you're like, something's wrong. Gay, with you. like for, in the South at least, they're like, yeah. what? You can't handle 900 cold brews and a and a, a bunch of school shootings? What's the matter with you? Are you weak? <laughs> School this shooting? is America. You can get out or you know stay here or get out. But if you can't handle a school shooting hopped up on... If you can't have a Monster Energy drink and read about 200 school shootings... If you can't have a Monster Energy drink called Rebel Whip... You're not a real man. Yeah, if you can't drink 14... Dragon. Dragon's Breath. So it's something's got to give, but no one... I don't know. Corporate dudes, the guys who run Monster Energy Drink, I'm sure don't drink it because they wouldn't sell it. They probably don't drink it. They also probably don't look at their phones that much. No, I'm sure because they're like in a banana tree on a hammock or something. You know, I I think it goes back to the whole idea of uh, what do you call it? Um, Dang, lightning! (laughs) (laughs) It goes back to the whole idea. It goes back to live in 1995. Yeah. I think it goes back Lightning to... crashes, an old mother cries. You know the rest I'm of the band. Sure the, the rest of the band wasn't sure about those lyrics. You think so? <laughs> no, not at the time. They were all into them. They were like, like Ed is a Ed freak. Is He's on another level. I met, did I ever tell you about how I met him once? No, you met Ed Kowalczyk? I met Ed Kowalczyk when they played at Mankato State University probably in the uh, two, year 2000. Maybe 2001, but probably 2000, actually. Cause wow, I was, he was kind of, they were kind of on the downside. They were on the downside yeah. playing Mankato State. I mean, it was a big show for them. It was a big get, but still, you got enough, got enough oh, good, chords yeah. there? Yeah, I'm good. I can, I can shred. Yeah, can you give me a couple chords? And I said something I could never take back. I said something I could never take back. I hung out after the show, Tracy Bonham opened the show. <laughs> she sang her head, she's a very small lady with a big coat. Oh, <laughs> I hung out after the show, cause I wanted to meet Ed Kowalczyk. And back at this time, I hadn't started comedy, so I was a fucking biofilm motherfucker. I hated myself. <laughs> A lot of things, and I was an ironic motherfucker. I used to say things that were mean, make my friends laugh. So, what I did is I waited for the band to leave out the back door of the gym. It was a gym, it wasn't an auditorium or a concert, it was essentially a gym. A college gym, but still a gym. A place where basketball was played, but instead music was played. Waited a long time with my friend Ben for the man to lay out the back. When I saw it, 
quote check I said yes I said hey man I'm so into your band I'm so incredibly into your band Kowalczyk said thank you said thank you very much then he left the area and went some other place but here's the rub the rub was I was just joking I said that ironically to Kowalczyk the truth is I'm not super into life but I still when I saw them and had a really good time, <laughs> so jokes on me, jokes on me. What a shit thing to do, huh? Oh <laughs> uh, well, that was. Uh, I'm so into your band, man. I'm so I'm so into you guys. I'm so into your band. I used to do that kind of stuff too. Yeah, it's interesting that you put it as like before comedy or before. Before you like an outlet for try to do some kind of art, and you're just like on the streets, yeah. Like you're you're doing like performance art for your friends, right. kind of thing. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's like it, it's interesting because you don't. Most of it does tend to be just like being a dick, being or, kind of a shit. Yeah, I like said a, being a shit. Yeah, kind of. So I was a shit to him. Maybe he detected it. Maybe he didn't. I know he's like a pretty big. He's really into Buddhism, so maybe he did smell it. And he's got such a. He's such. A, he's a. I think he's probably a pretty high-minded guy. And didn't he? He had enough to, to be like he's fucking with me. But I don't care. Yeah. But oh, he could tell you were. Fu- you, he, you, I don't think he could, but oh, maybe he could. Right. But even if he did tell, he didn't let it on. But I was definitely that was a joke. I was like, yeah, I'm sending your man. I'm sending your band. But I wasn't. But at the same time, I can remember many times in the last six or seven years listening to live on headphones and getting pumped. Listen to like that song. I like that song. Let me ride. That, oh, that's what I was just about to talk about. <laughs> yeah. That song's a fucking ripper. That song's man. really fucking when good. When that chorus comes I around, I love that that's song. Like the goddamn, that's a good song. That's like the fucking corner on a roller coaster, baby. They they like, like fallen whip. out of favor at that point, yeah. so it didn't hit, and it was like kind of like some Lakini's juice. I saw him perform that live at Woodstock 99. You did? Yeah, because I was working on the crew of Woodstock 99. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was at Woodstock 99 for Chris, the whole let me say this. festival. There was an evening I stood at the sun. That's on. Yeah. yeah. You were working at the That's fucking crazy, I man. I know. I was there. Wasn't I was that on, the original reboot? No. No, 94 was. 94 but no, 99 was, okay. was the nightmare. Oh, tell me about it. Was the, 99 about was the, 99 was the, like, well, that's sad. It's do you want to sing a song about it? You, you got it oh, in I you? Oh, I could do it, maybe. You got it in you? Well, it's all about, the song's going to be all about rape. It's like, a, the, the, Woodstock know. 99 was a nightmare. Dude, tell the story. I don't know anything about it. It's okay, we can get dark here. Going to the darkness. <laughs> where the mud pit for the whites. Got all day. I was working at Woodstock 99. I was working at Woodstock 99. <laughs> Why the fuck was I working at Woodstock 99? I was asking myself even then. Where but was I it? had no money, so I needed to do PA jobs. 
And I got one at Woodstock 99 Cause my friend Dominic was running the video <laughs> Which seemed like a big fucking deal at the time So I was hanging out and running tapes Back and forth from all the artist stages I, yeah, you had to pick up film back then and bring it back to a trailer so they could develop it to put it on MTV. Wow. Or else just put it on some machine or whatever. And so I got to wander around the wasteland. I got to see all the topless women. And all the goons that were groping them that had tattoos and gauged ears. They're on the cutting edge of that shit. It was new metal time. New metal time! I saw Limp Biscuit from a distance and prayed that the world wasn't gonna end right then. Limp from a distance. I saw the guy who founded Woodstock, Michael Lang, backstage on a golf cart wearing a polo shirt and khaki shorts while the whole fucking world was being raped in front of the stage. Really? And he was sitting there fucking eating probably some, some kind of granola. <laughs> and then I saw he was also backstage hanging around with fucking two-foot Fred. Who's that? The dude who used to work with Kid Rock, the little... Little man. Oh, he's a little He's person. dead now from kidney failure, like they all are. Even that guy, uh, Dr. Evil's small one. Oh, Dr. Evil's small one. Dr. Evil's small one. <laughs> Say a prayer, pour one out for Dr. Evil's small one. Say a prayer. Say a prayer. Say a prayer for Dr. Evil's small one. <laughs> He's moved on to another level where the people are small everywhere so he doesn't feel bad. <laughs> uh, so back at Woodstock 99 and the Red Hot Chili Peppers were on stage and I'm at the side of the stage because I can go anywhere. Uh -huh. And I saw that guy from that 70s show. What's his Danny name? Masterson? No, the other Topher one. Grace. No, the other one. Mal Balky or whatever his name was on oh. that show. You mean um, his name is uh, Wilmer Valderrama? Yeah, Wilmer Valderrama who looked like he was some kind of like Saudi billionaire in real life he even though on this is. on the show he was just like a regular he had a bit part and he was like terrible and he somehow parlayed that into like a billion dollar Saudi businessman yeah, lifestyle so, he's like a, so he has a Saudi businessman lifestyle backstage while everyone out front is being raped it was the worst place I've ever been and it lasted three days and it's basically like the fucking Trump administration in one three day event I mean it really did predict a lot of stuff it predicted it was a compact version of what happens when you let everyone run wild and they all think uh, they're, they're, they're right and they're dudes. Hey, uh, blue-colored dudes. And women were just trying to go along with it. They were just trying to fucking go along with it. They were trying to have fun. So they thought, like, taking off our tops is... That's what everybody seems to want us to do, including Dave Matthews, who said from the stage that there's sometimes an abundance of things. He said this. He said, sometimes there's an abundance of things. Today there's an abundance of titties. Dave Matthews. Dave Matthews, fucking toxic masculinity fuckface. 
And I left that place and, uh, well, fuck, I was on the side of the stage with Red Hot Chili Peppers and the fucking fire started because they started these fucking people like Lord of the Flies nightmare fucking rape people started burning everything down and the Red Hot Chili Peppers and their infinite wisdom fucking started playing Fire by Jimi Hendrix. And then everyone burned everything down and it turned out tons of people actually got raped and like... Nobody got murdered, I don't think, but it was one of the worst events in history, and uh, I was there for it, and I left, like, all the performers left in helicopters. Uh, Sheryl Crow got, everyone yelled, show your tits to Sheryl Crow until she left the stage. Oh, my uh, gosh. And, uh, I and I went back to New York City. And, one more thing. And I went back to New York City and got drunk, which is how I responded to every situation in 1999. But it wasn't just drunk, drunk, it was special drunk. I got drunk in 1999 and forgot I was even at that Woodstock for like five years. <laughs> I got drunk in 1999 and forgot I was even at that Woodstock for five years, and then I woke up in a cold sweat in 2004, and I thought, Dave Matthews is a piece of shit. Hey. That was a fucking great song, Chris. Thanks. I didn't know any of that stuff. This is a, that was a real informative journey you just took us on. Well, here's what happened. It was interesting about okay. it. Your, your guitar volume's off now, so you can you can. Oh, relax. that's fine. <laughs> If you're worried about muting your strings, or, you know, that's okay. I don't know how you guitar players <laughs> yeah, like, do oh, stuff. Watch me. You, know? you saw me play guitar. It's a pretty, pretty intense. Yeah, a lot of D's and G's. A lot of D's, and G's, G's and A's. Um, so what was interesting about that Woodstock is it, mm-hmm. is like that. It was a perfect metaphor. Well, not a metaphor. Yeah, it was a perfect metaphor, I guess, or mm-hmm. or like model city for like what the world is. It's like you sell some bunch of dopes that a ten dollar ticket to hell. Right. You give them a concrete airstrip, which is what it was. It was decommissioned. Oh it was like a hundred degrees out. They char- tried. They charged uh, six dollars per bottle of water. Oh my god! So Back there was then, like it's very expensive. Yeah. So it was like it, that's and, expensive now. And they didn't have any security. Oh and, wow! And 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 they got a bunch of bands like Corn and Limp Bizkit and stuff, and set a vibe up. I mean, then they had like the token like Elvis Costello, but they yeah. were all like, "What the fuck?" And so like kind of basically played sort of invented short. this sort of tribal scenario that went out of hands because people didn't know how to behave yeah and it was also like like i don't know if they understood like post internet what like i don't know like i i don't know if like they realized the type of like i think the educational system and like this is a crazy idea that i'm about to go down but like in 1969 at woodstock for example some woman took her top off chances are everyone there is gonna be pretty well educated and come from a pretty stable environment or especially at that festival Mm -hmm. because it was like happened to be attended mostly by upper middle class or or upper class white dudes is that the case i don't really know yeah so so they like you know they're not gonna probably rape somebody because they've been because they've been I mean, titillated. I'm not talking about yeah, but they're not going to like they're not. But you deal with a post 1990. You deal with a night post rap, post mm-hmm. like gangster rap, and that's what, like the predominant. Like I mean, they had gangster rap bands. I know I sound a million saying gangster rap. Mm-hmm. I sound so old, but you know these were different people. You can't yeah. you can't just like these people were like almost like. It was a, a different kind of masculinity where it was like, if I see a woman with her tits out, I have a duty to attack her. Like, I mean, right. it's like a crazy flip. There was like a lot of, sub, un, there was a lot of, uh, what do you call it? When, 
something comes that's been suppressed that gets exposed. It was a nasty sort of like testosterone soak. So, that whole new metal thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that. Yeah. It's still around though. I guess my point yeah. is, it's not like it went away. It's like more. Let's just put it this way: it's, it's not like a woman can be safely topless like she was at Woodstock probably ever again. Or that might have even been specific to that particular festival. Yeah, it even. sounds like sort of like a, a perfect storm. Yeah, and, the and they tried of... to like hold that up because four baby boomers love to mythologize everything they do. So right. they're like, it was the Garden of Eden. And it's yeah. like, not really. It's just a fucking bunch of spoiled kids like that, that were brought up to behave. I guess the, the reason Woodstock was so special is that it kind of happened spontaneously and it wasn't bad. <laughs> like yeah, nothing, and they no tried one got to, killed. It was good. Yeah. And I was like, look what we just did. We just did this. And now that festivals are back to being like just fucking except for gathering of the juggalos. Like, you know, they're like yeah. upper up they make the tickets now expensive enough that they only rich people go, so no one they don't do crimes. They just look at their phone. Yeah. Um but anyway, it was a crazy place. What's but here's the the bad part about it and that I'm not joking about is that we heard the first night that mm. girls were getting raped. Wait, so it was just the thing that was happening. Like there was a lot of people. For some reason, there was something in the air that made a bunch super of people- aggro music. Like no water, terrible heat, no security. What that a was the main thing. thing. It's such as like uh, yeah. I wonder if uh, there's got to be some sociologist who's who's gone back through that and f- kind of maybe um what do you say? Looked at why that happened because it has to be some sort of things that engineered well, that type of a scenario. Limp Biscuit and Limp Biscuit, Fred Durst, uh, personally uh, launched a riot from the stage. He, he did? said, How "Yeah, so? he said to do it." He he, he told everybody right. to fucking go take all their frustrations out on their surroundings, and people ended up getting people were raped in the mosh pit at that part at that at that God. thing. Yeah, see, because to me, there's something mm. different. Rape is different than being a, someone who wants to destroy a Bank of America. Like no, it was. It shouldn't be the same thing. It was no, of course. But there was become, no. But in that situation, it got muddled. Well, what there was was there was, there was no leadership from the artists either. Everybody oh. who there was none. That, I think Dave Matthews for me was the because I heard him say it. I had yeah. to hang around during the performances and because when they were done, then I'd get the videotape or whatever and get my golf cart. Right. So a lot of times I would see part of the performances. I was there, and I knew how dangerous it was, and I'm sure that. Dave Matthews, but this is an example of the rich person's bubble. He might not have known how dangerous it was because backstage, the fucking Seems organizers are sitting around in khaki shorts eating granola and Wilbur Walderama's talking to some some girls and, and everybody's, yeah, like everybody's That's, drinking, you know, and like there's yeah. a midget riding a mini bike and everybody's having a great time. Oh and then out front, like just right over the barricade it's was hell on chaos. earth. And so probably Dave Matthews didn't know what was going on. So he got on stage and said, some days there's an abundance of titties. But at that point, Mm -hmm. someone should have, it was everyone who worked the event knew that somebody should be on stage saying this, you people need to fucking stop. Wow. You know? Um, So, uh, and it was also a media thing. Like I thought like, because we heard about the violence. Yeah. The first night. The people who worked it. And we got bussed away to the old barracks okay. where they used to house the officers or whatever. Jesus so we Christ. just like stayed in the barracks. Is this we still in New York? Where was this? Yeah, it was upstate New York. But it wasn't, at the, it wasn't at the farm location. Oh, fuck no. no. It was no. at a fucking concrete airstrip God. that hadn't been used since like the 70s or something. It was hell. It was hell. It was hell. Need some water? <clears throat> Ooh, I need a younger neck. 
Let's take, should we take a quick break? Yeah, sure. Take a quick break, and we'll be back with more water here on Live to Tape. But the break is going to seem, nothing's going to happen. It's going to be a seamless break. Okay, we're back. Or no, we're not yet. Not yet. All right. Yeah, that's, that's a great cup. That's an old Italian cup. My dad, I grew up. Are we like, back? We're back. Oh, we're, we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back from Woodstock in 2000 when they fixed all the problems. <laughs> they never had another Woodstock after that. Man, I wonder why. But in the, in the, on the, uh, the bright side, I bet the people learned a lot about what not to do from that, huh? Maybe like, oh, this is, you have to have this, you have to have this. There's probably, I mean, there had to have been some sort of it was like terribly organized. It was like the Fire Fest or something. You know, it was like the Fire Fest though. That was like cool. Yeah. Oh no, no. Like well, that a, didn't even happen. Yeah, it didn't yeah. even happen. Oh man, was, I'm totally into a bunch of trust fund kids being stranded on a sandbar. Yeah. And that's like my fantasy. My favorite was I want to drop all the trust funds on a man. <laughs> oh, that those was fucking funny. sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The gourmet food. Oh, I love that shit. Yep. I love when something is. Uh, that was great. Mm-hmm. That was like a Black Mirror episode. It was. it was. I wonder if they have they've done one like they should do one like that. They should do one like that. <laughs> hey Black Mirror, you thought about doing one like the fire Hey, hi. Hi, I watched your show, I like it a lot. Have you thought about doing one about the fire festival? <laughs> I just think it'd be cool. Try it out. Think about it. Do what fire festival style. Try it out, Black Mirror. Try it out. <laughs> Something about this sound I love. What do you call this sound, musician? Uh, you mean this? Like this, this is a. It's almost like a. It's some reverb. It's reverb, but it's like a really tight. You call this a tight reverb? I'm gonna call it slapback. This is yeah. I, you know what I love is slapback. I wanna go to a Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Disney Imagination Experience. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, you should do do it when you do I mean, I Ladies love when you do this. Yeah, you know how to work this stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Disney Imagination Experience. The Imaginorium. Welcome to the Disney Imaginorium. Please put all cell phones and pagers on silent and make sure no, there's no talking during the performance. Hand your cell phone to one of the elves. Please hand your cell phone to one of the attendants and make sure your belongings are secure in the pouch in front of you. And get ready to be whisked off to a world of Imaginorium. <laughs> get ready to be whisked away to Epcot. Oh, I think I hear Cackling Jim. Cackling Jim, the Imagination Prince. Hi, Jim. Hello, boys and girls. It's Imagination Jim, the prince of all. Imagination Jim. Hi, Jim. What do you think about imagination today? I'm just changing forms. Okay, what does that mean? Is that a coloring book or something else? I'm changing forms, and I I live in a can. Oh, well, we can all live in a can, can't we? We can live wherever we want. We live in a can, we live in a can, we live and die in a can. Is that a great song, Jim, or what? 
That's my theme song. I live in a can and die in a can. Oh, you sound a lot like Frank Zappa from the 1969 <laughs> album uh, Hot Rats. I'm 100 feet tall and I live in a tiny can. Oh, you do, huh? Yeah, and then I die in a can. <laughs> so it's not really a can, is it? It's more like a missile silo. It's whatever I want it to be. <laughs> Please make sure your hands and arms are inside the reticular, the reticle. Watch the reticle move across the screen, tracking with your eyes, and don't look into the lasers. Whatever you do, don't look into the laser beams. As much as we're parroting in this look right now... Look into the laser beams. Say it again. Look into the laser beams. You sound The a lot truth like... is in the laser beams. You sound a lot like Frank Zappa from which album is that? The truth resides in the laser beam, kids. She was a Camarillo Brilla. Look directly into the laser beams, you little freaks. Oh, do we say razor beam? I meant laser beam. It won't cut your eye like a razor, 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 razor. Hi. Hi, I'm Jeff. Welcome to Donnie Jeffcoat's Splashback. Donnie Jeffcoat's Splashback. There is something I do. Fun. I do. Uh, uh, yeah, it's I was, I was, I was copping a little bit of. Uh, well, I can't say. It. You do tell like Fran. Say it. Will you copy? Well, no, no. Like there's say this. Uh, well, no, there's this. This friend of uh, Johnny's named Dicker. Oh yeah, Dicker. Uh, and he has a dad named Dicker's dad. Yeah, Dicker's dad. And Dicker's right dad, like, is uh, he's, he's he, not. He, uh, I play music on the Kiss My Ass show that Dicker hosts, and uh, his dad shows up sometimes because Dicker channels or like against his will, he channels himself through Dicker and starts I'm yelling. Dicker's dad. That's that's him. How dare you talk about me on a podcast? Oh my god! Who do you think you are, Crispy Crofton? Yeah, this—that's him. Cold brew captain of Katmandu. I don't call myself that. I just did, so that's who you are now. How dare you think you can step into my house? I hope he goes away soon. Listen, I built Frank Zappa from the ground <laughs> up, and I can destroy you just the same way I destroyed Frank. You built Frank Zappa from the ground up? I gave him cancer that he died from. Oh, my God. I killed Frank Zappa. He's a rough out. customer. Yeah, Dicker's uh, dad is a total dick. Oh, man, that was that was nuts. That was bad. Did you hear what Dicker's dad said? I didn't hear it. I he was, said he I built Frank Zappa from the ground up. Oh, I heard that. It's probably true. That's one of the coolest. From the ground up. That's an amazing claim. FZ to I've the never D. even heard a claim like that. <laughs> Frank Zappa. I don't know how to evaluate that claim. Might be true. It might be. I when I was in college, I uh, when I, one time when I was stoned, I said that uh, Public Enemy wrote. I never forgot this. It's not going to mm-hmm. be funny now, especially that okay. I led into it. Who gives a shit? Now I don't even want to say it. Say it. You have to say it now. I just remember I wrote. Or the bar I, think is I wrote so low, it. Chris. I wrote. <laughs> I wrote. Public Enemy wrote. Public Enemy wrote Led Zeppelin's greatest hits. I said that out loud Dude. while we were stoned, and and I just remember my friend Brendan about fell out the fucking. He laughed for about seven hundred hours. It is funny the thing he said. That's that the most say. outrageous claim I've ever heard in my life. And that it reminded is, me of I built Frank Zappa from the ground up. There's definitely a lot of things you say when you're stoned that are unbelievably hilarious uh, in the moment, and then just become not yeah. hilarious. Like like the. Um, I one time in college said, Gumby, Rumby, Gumby, Rumby, Kevin, we're stoned, on an email to my friend Kevin with my friend Hal, and we almost passed out <laughs> yeah, yeah, laughing yeah, yeah, at this yeah. email just because we said that. And it's just was like, there's, there's, no, there's no logic to it other than just fucking marijuana is a great thing. Yeah, it's kind of nice. I you don't do it. I don't do it anymore because I'm sober. Oh right. wait, I'm gonna be six years sober tomorrow. Congratulations! Thanks. 
Six years sober, and I just That's got a, a Honda time. Fit. Oh, the end of the story about the... I'll tell you, it's just the end of the story about why I kept saying, we heard about all the violence at mm-hmm. Woodstock 99 the first day. It was three days long. So mm-hmm. the first night we heard about violence going on, and I, I don't want to keep saying the word, but mainly about... Sexual you can look violence. it up. Yeah, sexual assaults. And you can mm-hmm. look it up. Uh, the, 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 this is something that was documented allegedly found out after the fact but it was like after the first day it was pretty clear to everyone who worked there that the pull the plug should be pulled on that whole thing and instead the new york times two days in just wrote this puff piece about how great it was going and i was like there had to be a fix in because i was like there's no way any new york times reporter or any reporter could visit that site and Mm -hmm. say things were going well or people were having fun because it was like a fucking internment camp I think that there's there's probably a fix in for most things all the time. Really? Yeah, I just I mean, feel like Michael Wang was like, "Hey, don't write anything too bad about this, even though it totally sucks." And shit. He's probably a very charismatic guy. Well, there's he was in the original Woodstock. Yeah. You seen that? Uh, have I seen it? Yeah, I was not there. No, no, no. Have you seen the documentary? I don't think I have. What's it called? Woodstock. Maybe I've seen it's a great some Woodstock stuff. But I don't think I've seen the document. I don't think I've seen Scott it. Santana tripping on. I've uh, seen that. So that I've tripping. Seen all those we were talking about that. Yeah, yeah. With the guy playing Kungas. LSD, man, that's a real performance drug. Oh, People don't realize that. That's. I think we're starting to realize that now. That LSD is not uh, so much a fun drug as in if you could find a way to perfectly titrate LSD into the blood of a fighter pilot, you'd have a. Uh, You'd have someone who would be unable to be shot down. Yeah, that's you have like a fucking brain. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, because with the times I've done small amounts of LSD, have been like, oh fuck, like I'll, I'll. This is the dumbest example ever, but I'll play the game Overwatch, which is a is a, a multiplayer game. It's like Call of Duty, but it's really cool and fun and colorful and interesting. Okay. It's a it's a game. Yeah, you you play Overwatch and what? And Are just you great fucking, at it or something? I'm just destroying right, right, effortlessly. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's this thing where, well, you know what happens? I'll go out and play ball, play a catch with the dog, and mm-hmm. I can just. It's like I feel like an animal. Like I can, I can, I track every track the yeah. ball perfectly, and I'm. It's like a thing where it's just your motor reflexes and everything are just, just they're dialed in. It's this weird thing where I mean it's it's a neuro it's a neuro, called a neurotropic drug for that reason because it enhances your brain ability to like I mean it's like it's crazy how how if, how much it does for your cognition it's yeah a, it's like not even a, it's not like a drug it's not like a you know you you smoke weed you get high oh we're laughing having a good time it's it feels good you're having a fun time or if you if you're able to drink. Have like you know five or six beers. You're have you're partying with your boys. Yeah, it's fun, but the LSD is a different sort of thing. It's like a thing where, yeah, it's not it's not it's not like a it's not like a normal. Well, I was listening to this Terrence McKenna lecture, mm-hmm. which I don't know if I shared with you, but if anybody wants to look it up, I don't know. But, you know, some people say Terrence McKenna is a. I looked around a little. They say he's, some people are like he's a druggy idiot, but I I love th- him. I find oh you know about him? Yeah, he's a genius. I've oh, okay, known him for years. Yeah. Oh, okay. I I just found out about him. Um, okay, but uh, his he did a talk about. Um, uh, mushrooms in 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 primitive cultures uh-huh. and how like. Like, if you buy into the idea that the Earth was not created, well, it wasn't created by humans. Like, mm-hmm. humans just walk around here and they think they know everything because they have, like, this pretty big-sized brain compared to, like, 
everything else, I guess, except for monkeys, but um, and dolphins for some reason. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I think dolphins are just like. I think that's where they like. If there is a hell, I think it's just like people who got turned into dolphins. Like really? that's the only ex- explanation for why I can think of why they're so smart. Yeah, like people are just like like really bad people, like old hedge fund people or whatever. They turn into a dolphin. they get turned into a dolphin and they have to like squeak forever. But you get to swim like, like fucking forty miles an hour. Yeah, and do they flips get some perks, I guess, just because you get to rape with no maybe, consequences. Maybe they were like maybe they were like <laughs> hedge fund people that were occasionally nice or something, right. like, or somebody who did some media. Maybe it's like purgatory. Yeah, that you're a dolphin. I like that idea. Yeah. Like, uh, but Kenneth McKenna says that he talks about how that he just talks about how, like like the mushrooms. the mushrooms are not around by accident. Their properties are not accidental. No. Uh, why do why do humans why are humans so arrogant to think that with their pea brains that they've assessed that the world, which is a this huge ecosystem, this gigantic miracle, why can't that be a sentient being? Why is that off the table? That the Earth itself could be a sentient being? Right. Why is you know like why do we get to decide that as a bunch of dopes? who wander around just thinking they know everything, mm-hmm. who can't even use 80% of their fucking brain. Uh-huh. And his, he's, he's just, back when mushrooms grew and people were in like more rural situations, like tribal situations, whatever, pre-development, like, you know, European style. 20,000 years Pre you ago. fucking white man pave, pave the whole world with right. fucking enlightenment. Uh-huh. Like, let's pave the whole world because we found a machine that drives. <laughs> like, that kind of thing. Let's just fucking pave over the ocean because now we've got this driving machine. Like, I mean, it's nuts. This is going to be looked back on as the craziest period in any history. They're going to be like, they just went crazy. They found asphalt, like a fucking yeah. steam machine, and then, like, in 100 years, the whole world was rubble. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. Come on, like what McKenna said. Oh, yeah. So that. you just said mushrooms like specifically connect you, give you the idea, like they invest you. In, in your case, you're talking about being invested in like arcs of a ball when you're playing with a yeah. dog or whatever. But it extends to anything. It just it gets you connected to things that are outside yourself. Outside of time. Even. Outside, and outside yourself yeah. and things that are high. And 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 those are the ultimate, the further away, this this idea of self-seeking as the ultimate, we couldn't be further from enlightenment is his point. And that mushrooms give you, you a know, little peek. You'd have the to curtain. like be, yeah. And, and and what I think is it's interesting because it's like mushrooms like acid and every they've all been contextualized in America as getting wasted. Right. Like everything gets dumbed down into right. let's get fucked up on mushrooms. And it's like, well, that's not. That's not what it is. Yeah, let's get let's get smarted up. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's not, not like, the same as beer. You can't no. compare that. Beer is the dumbest. That doesn't teach you anything. That teaches you how to put your fist through a window and I think, think it's funny or whatever. I, I will. I will. Uh, to come in defense of beer, because I've had <laughs> I've had some transcendent experiences while drinking beer. You have I've had some transcendent experiences with uh, with friends, and also in terms of uh, feeling. Like I, ha- I am out of my head. Like I'm in a place. No, I'm, that's true. I'm out of. Uh, I'm in the moment. Yeah. It can put oh, me, sure. Sometimes the right concoction of of alcohol and marijuana <laughs> can put me in a state that is. I feel like is a is a is sort of a blissful state of uh, being being here now. I had that with cocaine back a long time really? ago. Well, if you get some <laughs> real high quality cocaine, yeah. like real high quality, not the fucking baby laxative shit. No. Like I only had that like one time by mm-hmm. mistake, basically, or like maybe twice or something. Like and we were like drunk already when we got coke anytime usually. But then my friend had some and he's like, Wow, there's a big rock in here. Like an actual like uncut, yeah. like man, that's the that old that gives style, you some baby. freaking Makes you euphoric well, and in the moment. It makes you love everybody. So I, I anyway, but that's 
There are certain, yeah, there's certain other ways, but I mean, mushrooms is a pretty good one. I don't, I've only done acid one time, so yeah. I don't know, and it was like a dumb time. I mean, psilocybin is a, it's a, it's a more, uh, it's a more emotional thing. Where LST is more of a. I mean, you could talk about this for hours. I yeah, mean, no, people, it doesn't matter. But I mean, is, it does matter. It's but. definitely a thing where you're, you're right. It's the thing that's been for a very long time now. It's been just smashed by the powers that be to make it into something that's just distasteful and negative, and and then it becomes almost becomes that way because it's being it becomes a thing that's relegated to counterculture. So in a way, they've invented they've. Yeah, what's this? they've manifested their own problem by saying it's by saying these drugs are bad they've become bad because people who are seeking negative outcomes tend to engage with them in that yeah, way they've, so, they've, they and, and it really is no accident that 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 and the people who want who outlaw them are just as brainwashed against them as anyone else i don't feel like they mm-hmm. actually do think they're good and that right. they secretly are trying to get rid of them i don't think they all get together in cabals and do mushrooms and enlighten themselves and just want to prevent the rest of the masses for, no. i believe that the people like jeff sessions and stuff have just bought into it's capitalism and so fear. hardcore it just but it's not a coincidence that those drugs make you question why you're sitting in the cubicle yeah i mean it's just as simple as that it does not work well you want to work yeah. on an assembly line for tyson meats after you do some fucking mushrooms probably not no you want to <laughs> fucking take tyson meats and fucking throw it into a volcano you want to burn it down yeah or just go, go find a a weird tunnel that Dig a shovel tunnel to a different anything, zone. Anything, yeah. I mean, anything. anything. You just want to be like, you're yeah. like, okay, I'm out. And you take off all your clothes, you walk down the street in your underwear, whatever. Anything's better than working at Tyson Meats after you get a little but peak. I, I think it is getting better, though. I think that's uh, coming full circle. I feel like that's the benefit of social media is that stuff uh, yeah. like that, like it's legitimately uh, psychedelics, specifically psychedelics, have been become way less scrutinized in the past. I don't know, a um, couple of years because of social media, because so many people are able to communicate honestly, and there's no there's no one t- there's no one controlling what's said about certain things, and so there's always people who were super square who are now are waking up to the idea that something like that isn't like oh you're not like a you're not a bad parent because you get high or a bad parent because because um, you experiment with psychedelics maybe you're a good parent because you are you're you're doing that like obviously there's like a, there's that's a big uh there's a big a lot of gray area to, yeah to where you can you can go off the deep end and vice versa but yeah, yeah. it's not, you're not like a fucking bad person you're not evil i would say even if you think about probably what what the scripture says but the scripture doesn't say anything about about lsd being bad I bet the scripture, scripture. I bet if you get down to that old, deep, hard scripture, that good old scripture, that unfiltered scripture. Right, 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 right. Jesus is like, whatever you got to do to get across that ocean of sadness into the period of where you're like, love your your brother. If it's LSD, if it's mushrooms, do it, baby. If it's ketamine, do it. Well, ketamine is supposed to help with depression. It does. I suffer from depression, and so I. You were talking about doing some. You should try doing some my, ketamine therapy, my man. Brother, no my brother, no joke. Wait, that's what my brother told me about. How do you know about it? I just know about. I yeah. just know a lot about drug things. Wow. Okay, so I don't know about. Yeah, the the ketamine therapy thing. I uh, uh, I just heard about. I don't. What I'll say is I'll give a, I'll give a plug here. Someone doesn't really need a plug, but there's a great show on Vice that you can watch. It's called Hamilton's Pharmacopia. It's this guy who's who I found out is. 
Hamilton Morris, who is the son of Errol Morris, the film, the uh-huh. director, he has a show because he's really interested in drugs, and there's an episode about ketamine, and it's very interesting because it's very, um, it's un, it's very, uh, it's unfiltered. He really talks about like the reality of it. I'm giving you some volume here. Uh, you should you should check it out, Chris. I want to wrap things up here, but I want to talk about your music. Before, we didn't talk about your music yet. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, it's been super fun. <laughs> no, no. I'll t- I mean, I I, yeah. I got a record coming out. Um, uh, in see, I don't know exactly the date because uh, it was supposed to come out in February, but the art took a long time. So maybe March. We're thinking like April, uh, sometime in the spring. Let's okay. put it that way. I, I think What's April. It called? It's called "Hello, It's Me." Hello, it's me by Chris Crofton. And I've made lots of records. I've made lots of records mm-hmm. with my old band, the Alcohol Stunt Band. And I made a record in 2000 that came out on a little label called Stylus Records in New York. Um, and that was called The Alcohol Stunt Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that was all acoustic. So then years later, you know, all these years later, I'm, I, I'm put out a, like a, basically an acoustic. I mean, it's sort of an acoustic record, but it's more like soft rock. I think it's great. I want to pl- Can I play one of the songs on the podcast? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, I'm going to put it on that. at the this end This will be the this. first time, yeah. Yeah. What song should I should I play right now? Oh, you mean for the podcast? Yeah. Oh, you should play uh, UFO Hunters. Yeah, I think so. Really? This was the one that has Jim James playing the solo on it. I mean, I'm just I just said that you don't have to. No, be, no, I love that UFO one. Hunters. Yeah, I mean that's fine. Oh, you want me to play it? No, 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 no. Could. Yeah, yeah. No, you want to no. do a live? Do you want it? Um, I will. Do it. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been. Let me just let me outro this thing here. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to live tape on the. Uh, on on whatever you listen to stuff on speakers, maybe headphones, <laughs> maybe your old dad's shoe. You've run electrodes through. This is live to tape today. My guest has been Chris Crofton. You can find him on the internet uh, by googling the name Chris Crofton. He has all sorts of media that is really great to consume. Uh, it's true. The Advice King will yeah, be advice is a great King. thing. Chris Crofton, a Nashville staple, comments on things that are of a Nashville nature. I do talk about Nashville quite a bit. Nashville's a lot to be talked about there. A lot of $45 cupcakes. Yep, exactly. $45 cupcakes. You can buy those online here. Uh, but also check out, be sure to check on his album. Chris Crofton now is going to play a live version of one of the songs off his album here only on Live to Change. UFO hunters out looking for UFOs UFO hunters out looking for UFOs Me in my room Thinking of you on my own Me in my room Thinking of you on my own They're searching the sky I'm staring at my phone You 
UFO hunters out looking for UFOs. UFO hunters peering through telescopes. Me in my room thinking of you all alone. Me in my room thinking of you piles of clothes You of all hunters and me We got the same disease Yeah, instead of the solo I do this Do, 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 do Jim James is supposed to be playing guitar right now. Do 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 do. Do 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 do. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for being here. It's been a pleasure. That was a pleasure. Goodbye, everyone. Good night. Good luck. Good luck.